What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. And today, I am joined by the superstar, the man himself. Welcome back, Unc. You know, I don't know if it feels like a welcome back. You know, it's just, I'm here, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm here. This is like, almost, you know, this is basically as much as your home as it is yeah, mine. Let me welcome you back. Thank you. <laughs> good. Jake, it's good to have you here. Appreciate yeah. it, sir. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> What's up, chat? How's everyone doing today? Yup, Slim and Dr. Dre in the building, man. <laughs> <laughs> they like that. They yeah, like you know, that one a lot, bro. It's always a mashup with me and you, I man. Know. You just got to come up with something. <laughs> no tripod, we're a bipod today. Um, but we got to recap <laughs> practice. We got uh, some news to get through, too. We'll talk Chance Main, uh, everything you guys want to talk about. But we start day 16 of fall camp for Coach Prime and the Buffs. Sounds like we're having a good start of the week after a so-so Saturday on the scrimmage. Yeah, I thought the, uh, you know, as you and I and RK, wherever he may be, missing <laughs> yeah. in action. Who knows? Uh, yeah, who is that guy? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even notice he was here. <laughs> I, I thought we all agreed uh, the scrimmage energy was kind of flat. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think defense clearly performed better than the offense that day. Uh, but since then, two days into this week, with Monday and Tuesday practice behind us, I thought the energy for both sides of the ball was through the roof, uh, as well as with special teams. So it's 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 getting there at that right time. You know, you're getting at that end of fall camp, getting through that monotony and redundancy of each day to day, and truly now focusing on that week one opponent. Sounded like when we spoke after practice today, Shador just again, it feels like 16 straight days that guy's been on fire. What can you say about, or how can you describe just how in control he is? and what it looks like when he's back there man in the offense. You know, his previous two seasons of college ball uh, were phenomenal. You know, you talk about national awards uh, for preseason and then postseason awards as well, passing at about 75, 78% accuracy. The difference between his arm, his mechanics, his distance, his understanding of the game is much improved even over that. Mm -hmm. uh, I just think, man, it's, it's execution and precision and also his leadership. Like, he is truly not just QB1 of this team. Uh, he's a leader in the locker room and in the huddle. Defense listens to him. Offense listens to him. Special teams listens to him. He's a high-character caliber guy on that team. Love to hear it, man. Uh, we spoke after practice. Sounds like the specialists really balling out out there, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing from special teams. So many times those guys get lost in the shuffle of conversations. Uh, they get talked about a lot. In the season. Right. You know, you miss a field goal, make a field goal, yep. that kind of thing. Uh, you know, a bobble snap or something like that. But in the, in the preseason camps and spring camps, they kind of get lost in the shuffle because they're not the quarterbacks, mm -hmm. not the linebackers. But special teams is phenomenal, man. Coach Prime has put together a group of guys that, as a group, can do it for either hash, can do it from 30, 40, and even plus 50. And I really feel like uh, Jay Feely, I think he has a 60-plus in him. Yeah. Man, um, you know, you talk about these specialists, and we said it in the takeaways video, but last year they really struggled, especially at punting, mm -hmm. and they were bad last year. So, you know, when you got the ball, the offense got the ball, the opposing offense, at your own 40 as opposed to yeah. their 30, you know what I mean? That's yeah. 30 yards, and that's probably why, you know, 29 points was the margin of victory for yeah, other teams absolutely. last year over CU. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think that this special teams unit – you know, we got a guy from Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, man, Mark could kick that thing, man. Yeah. You know, I think he's going to have some phenomenal punts. 
accuracy with his punts as well, not just distance, that are really going to flip field position. And that just changes the way coaches call the game when they have the ball uh, versus what their receiving team has to do when they know that, hey, man, this guy on the other side can, can really get some hang time and get some coverage and get some distance. I, I think the special teams is going to be, at least this summer and this fall, has been slept on. But by the time we get two or three games into the season, people are going to go like, man, Colorado has a, has a unique and talented special teams unit. Shout out to Trevor Riley, uh, yes. the coach of special teams, man. He's, he's bringing those guys along. What can you tell us about Coach Trevor? We don't talk about him as much as we should, probably. What's he like? What's he like as a coach? So I'm smiling because this is going to sound like a diss. Yeah. Trevor is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but you want somebody crazy over special teams. Yeah. You know, Trevor came from Jackson State to Colorado with Coach Prime. But even his story of getting to Jackson State, uh, you know, he played ball at Utah, played in the NFL. And Dennis Thurman, he was a protege of Dennis Thurman, a defense coordinator uh, at Jackson State in there was a staff position, needed some help for, for defenses, line and defensive ends at that time. Trevor goes to Atlanta. Ice Storm hits America. Even Ice Storm just swept right, across Texas. Right. He can't get a flight out. He goes on Craigslist and buys a car for $1,000, <laughs> drives it to Jackson. It breaks down in the parking lot in Jackson just as he made it. It's probably still sitting there. He coaches the game, becomes a member of the staff, and here two and a half seasons later, he's special teams coach in Colorado. Thanks to a car for a thousand dollars on Craigslist. It's crazy how life works. Sometimes, it's crazy how it, it works, man. Yeah. Oh, Trev man. Trevor Riley is uh he's one of those up and coming coaches, man. He's gonna have a bright future, but he is focused on special teams and making sure that we don't give up a block punt, mm -hmm. making sure we get a block punt, focusing on hang time, all the mechanics and nuances that it takes to make the special teams operate. Uh so I'm I'm a Trevor Riley fan, man, but he is nuts. You will see him in some, you know, what we call back home down south, some Daisy Duke shorts. Yeah. You know, he's going to be in some short, 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 all the leg and tripod he can, man. <laughs> he's hilarious. Because he is. He wears those shorts, and then he's got, he's got like, uh, like snowboarding sunglasses, yes. basically, yes. that he wears. From the waist up, he's dressed like he's in Alaska. Yeah. And from the waist down, he's in Miami Beach. Yeah. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Um, I want to ask you about Coach Prime. Yeah. How is he doing, man? He seems to be walking around really well. Just where's he at? You know, in that process? Uh, he made a pledge to himself and to the fan base and the team that he was going to run out of the tunnel at TCU, and I'd be damn. I think he's going to do it. Uh, he is in a walking boot of sorts, you know, if I could describe it that way. But he is up and about more and more, standing and walking on his own two feet than he is the uh, Segway or scooter kind of thing. Uh, he is he's looking good, man. He's moving around. A lot. I saw him at a mm -hmm. practice this morning, uh, and at other than the boot, just because you're off balance, you right. wouldn't even know he had a limp. Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing great. I definitely noticed. It, it seems like he's actually walking like much better than yeah. he has in previous yeah. years. So shout out to all the healthcare providers, man. You know, uh, this summer when he was having some surgery and that kind of thing, but he is. You wouldn't know it, man. He's ready to go. I believe he's going to run out that tunnel at TCU. I believe it too, man. Huh. Can't wait to see it. All right, let's talk about um, what happened after practice today. Real quick, a word from our friends at DraftKings. Neely, we've waited all year, but the time has finally arrived. College football is back. It's back, We man. have games on Saturday, bro. How does week that Week zero. Yeah. Yeah, week zero is here. Crazy. Um, probably fortunate we didn't get a week zero game, just in terms of yeah, getting more time. Yeah, right? it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, anyways, shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly. When you bet just $5 on any college football bet, 
um, money line, spread, whatever it is, put $5 on it. No matter what happens, you will get 200 bucks in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook when you sign up with the code DNVR. All right, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 or older in most states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You should get into reading children's books, man. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah? People driving across country just listen, listen to Jake reading Where the Wild Things Are. You know, I know it's a <laughs> favorite yeah. of yours. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I... I don't. Even, I'm not even in the mood to drive, and I would drive and just listen to Jay Greed. You know, well, you uh, and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's quite I mean, you're the just honor, a second, man. but you know, you're yeah, second. Sure, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Shador's number two. You guys know what it is. DMVR's favorite barbecue sauce. Uh, the Pac-12's favorite barbecue sauce as well. Uh, you can head on over to PLBSE.com. Use the code All City All Caps All One Word at checkout. You'll get 10% off your order of Shador's number two barbecue. Uh, stuff's fantastic. Shout out to everyone that keeps tagging me and all the picks. Um, seems like you guys, you know, really like it too. And is that your way of saying stop tagging you in picks? No, absolutely <laughs> not, man. I love to see it. <laughs> um, we've got some Shadors back at home too. You got to be. You've had some Shadors number man, two. Man, I've, right? I've had it since it uh, debuted, unveiled back in Mississippi. Man, yeah. it's, it is a quality barbecue sauce. Do you just have like a cabinet full of like Shadors number two bottles in there? You know. It's hard to keep a cabinet full. It doesn't last too long. That's you, true. You put it on everything, That's man. That's true, man. You can just get a straw and just drink the sauce. No, no doubt, honestly. <laughs> That's what we need here. We just need a tap <laughs> of Shador's number two that you pull. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What happened after practice today? And really the state of Colorado's offense. Because we had Sean Lewis talk. Mm -hmm. uh, we had Dylan talk, too. Um, and we know what he's been doing at camp so far. So Dylan actually went on the podium first. Um, he was asked about his skill set and if he can fill different roles in Sean Lewis's offense. We, of course, know this, but he responded, most definitely, everyone has a different skill set in our running back room. And that's one of the things, you know, we talked about the running backs after practice yeah. yesterday, but they all have different body types, different skill sets. Mm -hmm. It just feels so well-rounded. I'm really excited for this room. Yeah, I agree. And they got a, a great coach in Coach Flea, Gary Harrell, uh, you know, affectionately known as Coach Flea. And Coach Flea is uh, assistant head coach here at Colorado. Uh, he's been a head coach uh, in football before, you know, head coach at Howard University in D.C., mm -hmm. uh, and he served as uh, uh, interim head coach even in Jackson State when Coach Prime was dealing with some health issues back there. So he, these, those group of guys in that running back room, you know, they have a leader who knows what it's supposed to look like and knows how to get it out of them and believes in kind of running back by committee because there's certain downs and distances, there's certain uh, schemes, there's certain defenses that one guy may be better against. Right. Uh, so I think you're going to have a one, two, three punch, you know, uh, still looking for who that one, two, or three are going to be situationally. Mm -hmm. uh, but I believe, just as Dylan said, man, the whole room is talented and brings certain things, you know, to the table. Um, when you need that bowling ball, you can go with Savion or Hank. Uh, when you need just that aggressive running style, you can put Alto back there. 
Uh, and it's just absolute speed situation because speed kills. Yeah, you got Dylan Edwards, man. Right. And and then and it hadn't even gotten to Charlie Offerdahl. Like, I know. It's like it's the room is that deep. You're going to see all those guys get reps. Uh, Dylan was asked. I thought this was a good question. He was asked how playing at Derby helped him prepare for CU. Uh, he said being at Derby definitely helped out a lot. He said that they watched a lot of film back in high school and just the preparation uh, yeah. at that program and. This is something you know. You know they brought in two guys from Alabama and Des Moines and Jaquez. Mm -hmm. um, you bring in just guys from all over. Even the coaches, just like this championship pedigree. And yeah. Dylan, even now, even as a freshman, kind of bringing that some to Colorado. Yeah, and I, I love how he talks about his personal growth and maturity mm -hmm. from those days to now. You know, you're like, man, I, I thought I was mature. I thought I was growing. I got here and saw guys playing at a different level and started to step up myself and and can see how much I've grown. Mm -hmm. But all those guys, like you said, Jake, bring certain leadership qualities and experiences in. And it's really even, as you indicated, with the coaching staff, yeah. uh, that you have Colorado football has yet to win because we've yet to play, right. but you have an organization built up of winners with experience. No doubt, man. Uh, he also said that he's been learning a lot from Smoke. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dylan... First off, great kid, but yeah. he seems like he's done a great job really trying to get to know all his teammates mm -hmm. and just be involved in the locker room. He, you see them small talking, huddled up. Uh, you know, Savion and Charlie hang out together a lot. You, you see them. Uh, but Dylan being the youngest person in the room mm -hmm. uh, is, is migrating and moving to each group and learning from these guys' experiences. And, you know, with Smoke's experience at, at uh, Kentucky, let me, let me pause for a second, because a lot of folks might not realize his, literally, his last name is Smoke. Yes. It's one yeah. of the coolest damn last names Hell you yeah. can have, you know. All name team. <laughs> yeah, like, his, like, his last name is Smoke, man. And uh, he's he's a leader amongst those guys as well. And he can he can tote that rock, man. And the yep. thighs on Smoke are like NFL thighs already, man. Yeah. Like, he can run. Yeah, back at practice today, too. Yeah. Uh, Dylan was asked about watching Charlie <laughs> Offerdahl work and that guy's worth ethic. He said he's got one of the best worth ethics on the team. He's really proud of Charlie and how he pushes the whole room every day. Charlie's work ethic and energy just seems to rub off on everyone on that team, man. Man, absolutely. You give me work ethic-wise, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with tops on the team. I throw in pain on defensive line because he's totally changed yeah. with, uh, with since April and, and the energy he brings and the coachability and, and doing the extra reps and the extra things right. But, you know, Charlie's attitude toward his personality, I mean, he can get up from a hard hit or running gassers and he's still smiling with that mustache. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he's just – he's the personality you want on the team. Right. You know, just bring a lunch pail, he's going to work, man. Um, last thing from Dylan. He was asked about just Sean Lewis's offense in general. Said, I think it's great. We have some dogs on this offense, and everyone's going to eat. I agree with that. Hell and yeah. a fast guy would like this offense because it's a fast offense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Coach Lewis was next on the podium, and this is where I felt like we learned a lot from him today, just about multiple posi uh, position groups, yeah. him as a play caller, uh, lots of stuff to get here. Uh, first off, he was asked about, when it comes to play calling, is he more of a script guy or more based on feel? And he said he actually likes to go more off of feel. He's not too much into scripting. Mm -hmm. He actually brought up an experience one time when he did try and script like an open and drive. He said it didn't go well. They were punting a lot that day. So yeah. I kind of like, though, that it's more natural for him. It's You allow the game to kind of situationally help out what you're going to call play-wise. Man, there, you know, and you got to start, all right? Right. So what I was about to say is you, you run something till they stop it. You, and you yes. don't know what you, what they can't stop until you run some things, throw some 
throw some things at them, look up, match up, you know, where, where our strengths are and their defensive weaknesses are. But Sean is a very intelligent coach, uh, knows how to, to scheme things based on the opponent, take away from them what they do well and, and, and make force them to do what they don't want to do in certain spaces with certain players. Uh, I'm looking forward. He, it's aggressive. It's fast-paced. Mm-hmm. You know, even his receiver coach, uh, Coach Brett Bartoloni, he has a marquee on his desk where it says Ph.D. in attacking. Like, mm-hmm. these guys force the ball to the defender. They take it to the defense, and they march down the field. And, and there's not a wasted position group. You know, you'll see some teams uh, who have a tight end, and he's really just there for blocking. Or, you know, some teams still carry a fullback. But if you're out there in a Sean Lewis offense, you have a role. I kind of want to take a side road here, just on Brett Bartoloni, because he was OC at JSU last mm-hmm. year. How much influence does he have on this offense, or is he purely just kind of coaching along the receivers? Man, you know, one thing I love when I said, great, great, great question. It's almost you. like I wrote that for you, and I didn't. I <laughs> uh, wish I had. That's a good one. When I sit in the offensive staff meetings, of course, Sean Lewis is at the head of the table, and all of his position coaches are around the table, and, and the GAs are in there. And if you put a blindfold on and didn't know voices, as it relates to input, you don't know who the OC is because he really operates that room by committee and allowing people to say their opinion on what we should do here, what we should do there. Now, he's the final say, and Coach Prime is the final, final say. Uh, But that room is run where a guy like Coach Brett, who's been an offensive coordinator, you know, has a voice. Uh, uh, Offensive line coach, Coach O.B. O'Boyle, has a voice. Coach Flea, you know, assistant head coach and has been a head coach, has a voice. And you can just go around the room. Uh, It's... It is a room where they communicate effectively. Uh, They talk each week about what went bad or what we want to fix, what we want to do more of. You can't beat the communication in the the Colorado offensive room, man. I love that, man. I feel like it all kind of stems from Coach Prime. Just he's... He wants to get everyone's opinion mm-hmm. in the building almost, it seems. Even you, I'm sure. Like, he probably asked you to bounce some, some stuff off of you. It's happened. It's happened. You know, what are you seeing? You know, because uh, yeah. if you're seeing, if you see something, say something. Right. You know, everybody, and, that, and that's the Coach Prime thing. If you're in the building around his team, you see something, say something. You know, something's going wrong. You have a responsibility. Don't worry about what your job is. You know, everybody's job is to make sure this is a winning program and these student-athletes are put in the best position to succeed. And you're exactly right, Jake. That's a Coach Prime thing. He doesn't yep. have wasted people around him. Yep. You know, if you're around him, you serve a role. If you serve a role, you got to do it at a certain level of excellence or you find somebody else. Uh, Sean Lewis has asked about – I actually don't really know what he was asked about on this question, but he brought up third downs on the scrimmage. Okay. And he actually gave us some stats here. So he said they had 43 third down opportunities – and we're 50% on those opportunities on Saturday. That would have placed CU ninth in the country last year. And let me tell you what's beautiful about that. We're talking about a scrimmage that you and I yeah. and Ryan believe the defense won. I know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, and that's what's, that's the challenge. Sometimes we talk and we do these post-practice sports, oh, this person did this, that person did that, and, and it makes you assume that the opposite to that position or unit did something poor. Mm-hmm. Man, they, these guys are performing across the board. It's yep. just you got to pick somebody. Right, right. Uh, he was asked about how he thinks the offensive line is coming together. He says it's kind of wait and see for week one. He does. He did say, though, that we uh, that five guys we've settled in on are com- doing a good job of communicating. So last week, Coach O'Boyle said six or seven. Yeah. Coach Lewis today did mention five, so – I guess, how have you, what have you seen from the offensive line in terms of coming together as one unit? I'll tell you what I've seen. I've seen a core group of, you know, seven interchangeable with five that's out there a lot. 
a five not going to mention because I know you're watching out there. <laughs> uh, and I, I agree that the communication has gotten better. The, the trust and communication between the quarterback and the offensive line has gotten better. Uh, there are just certain things, though. We got an outstanding receiver room, yeah. you know, and outstanding offensive line play. And where I'm going with that is we just got to get to week one. We got to see these guys play somebody other than the same guys they go against every day. Right. You know, and I know they're ready to do that. So the true measuring stick is 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 less than two weeks away. Yep. Uh, but I like where we are. You know, it, I think in any situation online, no matter how much talent you got, you wish you had more depth. Uh, and, and that's something that we will grow to. Uh, but as Donald Rumsfeld said when he was Secretary of Defense, you go to war with what you got. Yep. And, you know, we're counting on this this five with another two rotating in uh, to get the job done. But we'll really know what we got, man, when we play somebody other than ourselves. Yep. He was asked about TCU, what he's seen from them so far. Uh, of course, we know they're into kind of prepping in for yeah, them yeah. now. He said they're aggressive, fast flow in defense. They do a good job playing in mixed fronts. He then said, I like how we match up across the board. Our guys are excited to go down and play them. There it is, man. Yep. There it is. Yep. Yeah, I, I wasn't around for that quote, but that's kind of what I was just saying. Like, we yeah. got to, we, we will have a different kind of conversation, you know, in the next two weeks mm -hmm. than we're having now. Uh, that's because we will see a couple of games. We'll see CU, we'll see Nebraska. But we're also like, for this next seven days, you know, you're kind of tiptoeing around things because. We're in TCU mode. Yeah. We're in game preparation mode, and you don't want to give away, you know, some of the the, the you don't want to give any of the house seekers away sure. to the sauce. You know, we ain't telling you what's in Shadur's number two sauce. <laughs> we ain't telling you what's in the playbook. No doubt. Uh, so there are just certain things that you kind of well, we'll see. You know, right? But but the confidence from the coaching staff, the players, even the folks who cover you know the team internally, the confidence man is there. We believe what we got. And we believe what we got can be competitive and win some ball games. Absolutely love that, man. Shout out to Darius. Reach the people media in the comments, man. Reach the people. I got to get me a chain like Reach the People. Hell man. yeah, you do, man. Yeah. You got I don't know, man. The pregame show is kind of bigger logo. I might not be able to afford all those diamonds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give me some cubic zirconiums in there. Maybe after this year, you'll be able to, huh? Uh, give me year three. All right. Pay some sales. <laughs> uh, I asked Coach Lewis today about the tight end's role in this offense because I feel like there's a misconception out there that the tight end in Sean Lewis's offense isn't valuable, mm -hmm. I guess, or isn't really as necessary as other positions. And when you go back and you look at his history at Kent State, he hasn't had a tight end go over 10 receptions in a year. But has he had a tight end talented enough to do more than that? You know what I mean? He's had really talented receivers the entire time. And now Michael Harrison really seems to be coming on. Uh, I like anyways. how you said Michael and not Mikey. I, you got the memo. I learned from Coach Brew. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get cussed out. I hear you. No, I'm good. Um, anyways, but I, but I think Coach Brew is another part of that. Yeah, and I don't know who was coaching. You know, right, tight ends right. at Kent State, not not criticizing them. But when you have a guy who is to, who is coached, excuse me, Antonio Gates and Kyle Pitts, mm -hmm. when you has a guy who has you know created Hall of Famers at the position and been a head coach himself. You know, you're going to try to get more out of that position group because of who's instructing that position group. Coach Brew is another guy who was at Jackson State, and the year before he got there, uh, the tight end position was not a marquee position in that offense. And, you know, Coach Prime said, show me, show me what you got. Show me what you can do with these tight ends. And that next season, you know, you had tight ends scoring touchdowns on critical drives, mm -hmm. you know, because he knows how to get those guys coached up in the right place, confidence going, and to be an integral part of the offense. So I, I think the tight end play is, is not going to be a 
forsaken position, you know, where you just it, the defense gets to ignore who's ever lined up over there. That person is going to have to be accounted for. Exactly, man. That's basically what Coach Lewis said, too. First thing he said is they're critical. Uh, they're the transformers on this offense. He mentioned, you know, splitting out wide, playing H-back, playing on the line, in mm -hmm. line. Um, they're going to be moved around all over. He said they're an indispensable piece of what we're trying to do, of what we're going to do on offense. You know, man, I wasn't there for those quotes. But when you kick it to me and I say something and then you tell me what Coach Lewis said and it's almost the same thing. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's almost like I'm in practice every day. Yeah. Like <laughs> almost. It's, 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 almost like I, it's almost like I know something. Yeah, you, you see yeah. some stuff, huh? <laughs> uh, final thing I got, uh, Coach was just asked about Shador's growth since arriving back in December. He said, I really think his biggest strides have been being a more vocal leader. He's really grown in his confidence and mm -hmm. leading. Um, after that, he mentioned that backup quarterback has still yet to be decided, and he's very pleased with the pace that Shador runs this offense at. Agree, agree, agree. Um, fruit don't fall far from a tree. You For know? sure. And when you look at a Shiloh and look at a Shadur, I'm just naming the children that are on the team, Coach Prime's children that are on the team, you see his personality traits in them. And, and you know, it doesn't take long to be around Shiloh and Shadur and know that, that Shiloh is the more vocal one as far as yeah. that social vocalization. Uh, and you would tend to classify Shadur as a more quiet guy in juxtaposition to Shiloh in that regard. But when it is football time, you know, I think people be surprised how vocal Shadour Sanders is. Yeah. You know, and how he will call the team out, call his receivers out, mm -hmm. call the line out, challenge the defense when they get the best of them. Uh, you know, because as much as he wants to blast his defense when they're going against each other, he wants his defense to be able to stop everybody. Right. So, he'll, you know, he'll tell them what they're doing wrong and how they can fix it. He is, I, I appreciate what Sean Lewis said there. Shadour is a very vocal guy. You know, you could be in a room with him and he may not say much, mm -hmm. but that's because football ain't being played. Right. When it's football time, man, you, you hear his voice. I think this is just something about guys being more comfortable, man. You know, when they got here, there were a bunch of guys who we knew weren't going to be on this team, right? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of attrition that we And there was snow through. on the ground. Yeah, there's yeah. snow. Lots of cold. things we weren't used to. Yep. But now, you know, football season's coming on. You yeah. can feel it in the air. Fall's almost here. And these guys have just been in Boulder for seven, eight months now, most of them. It just feels like they're more comfortable with their surroundings, with their coaches, with the team. Well said. I like that. Yeah. Sign my name to that, what, you, what he just said. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. Shout out to Shady Rays. Take on the sum of gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Uh, they're an independent sunglasses company. They offer a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Every pair backed by lost and broken replacements. Even if you don't like your pair of Shady Rays, they will replace them within 30 days of buying them. Head on over to the Park Meadows Mall or go online to ShadyRays.com. Use that code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs. Polarized sunglasses, and you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Beer of the Month here at the DMVR Bar is the Mountain Beach Sour. You only have a few more days, just a bit over a week, to get on on that deal, and then we'll switch it up. Uh, but we do have tons of other beers on tap here, man. Avalanche Amber Ale, Mile High City Golden, the Broncos Country Pale Ale, Fun Slinger. Um, Breckenridge Brewery has just been doing it for a long time, 33 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. Find some Breck Brew near you. Check out their beer locator, www.breckbrew.com, to find a Breck Brew near you. Wow. I was just driving along. Yes, sir. Listening to my Jake on, Jake <laughs> on books. Hey, Jake, did you know Colorado has the more 
more days of sunshine than even Florida. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? Yes, sir. And so what you're telling me now, you're in a state that has more sunshine than any other state. Uh-huh. And somebody can use a code and get 50% off some sunglasses? Yes, sir. What are y'all waiting on? I don't know. Like, I, I don't get it. You've seen the ones I wear. Oh, man. Good, yeah. Right? <laughs> Swag meter is broken. Like, <laughs> yes, you broke sir. it. Just dripping. Oh, love it. All right, man. Uh, a couple more things I want to talk about before we get to questions. This is the big news last night that came out. We've been, I've been asking you. I've been wondering, where's Chance Main? What's going on? Um, and I want to clear something up, too, because uh, people have been wondering why he would transfer when Coach Kelly said he was injured yesterday. Coach Kelly did not say he was injured yesterday. Coach Kelly was asked about guys who were injured by Brian Howell. Brian Howell did mention Chance Main also, so that's why people thought he was grouped in as an injured guy. Uh, and Coach Kelly just answered the question after that. So that's where I think the confusion is hey, Great clarification there, man. I, well, it was my tweet, too, so I just yeah. wanted to clear it all up. But Chance Main uh, posted yesterday, or he didn't even post. It was Texas State mm -hmm. that posted that he has signed with them. He is going to be playing for them. Um, don't know what conference that is, but that's what happened. That's where he ended up. And I say God bless her, man. You know, I wish him the absolute best. Uh, while Chance was here, was a uh, definitely a great guy in the weight room, yeah. you know, a motivating guy in the weight room, was learning a new position uh, on the field uh, schematically. So uh, you never know what goes into a young person's uh, mind when they want to transfer. Uh, I will tell you this, though, and I say this with the utmost kindness and respect for all our players. If there's somebody who wants to leave, I'll help them pack. If there's somebody who wants to come in, I'll help them unpack. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is just where we are in college football. You know, it, it, is, it ain't personal. You know, a lot of times when you have uh, such a commodity like a coach prime, when something departs, whether it's a player, coach, or staff person, you name it, everybody wants to think something is going wrong. Well, the fact of the matter is some people, which they have the right, uh, they see better fits and opportunities for them elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make them a bad person. You know, Chance was a good spirit. We called him Chuck Liddell with that mohawk. Yep. <laughs> uh, brought a lot to the table. Wish him the best where he's going. But I will point this out to you. For the past week, when you and I have talked about defense, Chance hasn't been there as far as practice. Yeah. And you haven't missed it, man. Defense is balled out. <laughs> you haven't missed it. So, you know, this – we are way – more loaded than we were before. It is mm -hmm. way more difficult, you know, to get reps than it was before. Uh, we have some talent there in, in Shane Cokes and Payne and Bishop Thomas, you name it. Uh, so I wouldn't fret too much about one guy leaving because I know what we still have. Wonderfully said, man. Um, I'll get back to that in a second. People have been asking how Chance transferred. First off, he was a graduate transfer. Mm. Graduate transfer rules are different. That's totally different. I mean, that's how Shiloh got yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the reverse, you know. Right. Shiloh came in as a graduate student. He has an undergraduate degree. Exactly. So when you are a graduate transfer, basically all you have to do if you want to leave a team is say, like, they don't have a grad program I want to do. <laughs> yeah. You can go somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, it's that easy. I mean, you, you so, really are an adult. Yes. <laughs> you know. So that's how he was able to kind of enter the portal, come back to see you, now go and leave to Texas State. Because mm -hmm. uh, he was, you know, for that extra clarity people may not know, Chance was on the team before Coach Prime yes, yes. got here mm -hmm. and, and made it through that vetting process for the spring and as a graduate student was on this fall team and now gets to what you're saying. As a graduate student, he has chosen to go to grad school somewhere else, you know, just like a Shiloh Sanders chose to go to grad school here. Mm -hmm. the, the portal doors swing both ways. Yes. Um, and then just going back to what you said, man, 
I feel like the coaches and the players have been raving about this defensive line recently. Yeah. And you've been talking about it too, how the defense has really come on the last week. And uh, it was yesterday. Coach Kelly mentioned four, three guys, and he didn't even mention Shane Cox. Yeah. Of defensive linemen who have popped. He mentioned Amari McNeil. He mentioned mm-hmm. Bishop, and he mentioned Leonard Payne. I mean, man, if that's your top four defensive tackle rotation, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, and you get to leave Cokes out of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with it, man. I mean, Alston's a big guy. Uh, JD's a big guy. McClendon's a big guy. Like, they've got some size and just greatly improved all around on the defensive line. And again, man, I'm going to double down on it. Um, And this is not a beat up on chance. Make it clear. I wish the young man the best. I loved him while he was here. Uh, this past week, you haven't missed it. Mm-hmm. The scrimmage, you watched it. Yes, it, you didn't miss it. No, you know we're we're good. Yeah, we're good. I don't I don't think you're going to get to a situation. You know, it's third down in 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 TCU in Fort Worth, Texas, and you say, "Oh my God, I wish we had Chance was still here." Like we right. we got talent. We have people who can do the job and will do the job because it's always in football. I don't care if it's Pee Wee College or NFL. It's the next man up, man. Yep. All right, uh, last thing I want to talk about is something that we've just been talking about uh, in terms of YouTube Dude, this, content. This could go anywhere. <laughs> Are you, wait, can we go to a commercial? Like, I don't know where you're going with this. All right. Because we'll the stuff we talk about, I don't know if we could, <laughs> if we could air right now. No, it'll be all right. It'll all right, right. We'll we will do you. this break real quick, though. Um, shout out to us. Consider becoming a DMVR diehard. Um, tons of perks that come with it, man. You get a free shirt at sign up and every year after. You get 20% off merch always, 20% off all events. Uh, there's some of our new Prime Collection stuff right there. You also get access to our Diehards Only Discord. And you get 15% off your tab at the bar, man. Uh, tons of other benefits as well. Uh, go to thedmvr.com. Go to the Diehard section. You can sign up there. And then finally, shout out to our friends at Saturday Neon. You know how uh, every Ralphie gets a name? Yeah. So we named our buffalo right here. All right. And uh, we always called it the Spirit of the Buffs, so her name is Spirit. I like it, man. Let's go. And Spirit's flashing She right is now. flashing. She's going off. You know, I got a problem, and you know, sometimes you have to just admit you got a problem. <laughs> Out of all the stuff you just read and said, yeah. I just walked away with 15% off at the bar. Like, there you I didn't go. hear nothing else. I to- Diehard member pays for itself, basically. <laughs> I want my 15% off at the bar, man. <laughs> uh, you get a bit more than that, though. You're in the family. <laughs> Don't leave me hanging. Don't leave me hanging. Oh, my yeah. bad, no, my people bad. are watching. Can't leave me hanging. I, I got to read this ad, though. Shout out to Saturday Neon, company started by two friends and former college roommates at CU. They make officially licensed collegiate logo LED signs, like our girl Spirit here. Uh, they got the buffs. They got 19 other schools. It's great for offices, man caves, dorm rooms, basements, bar areas. Go to SaturdayNeon.com and use the code DMVR for 10% off your order today. And you get free shipping on orders over 200 bucks. So this is what I want to talk about, because when we did uh, takeaways yesterday, you were yeah. like, just so you know, I'm going to kind of not give away as much here. Absolutely. But, but we're, TCU's we're in that watching. Phase. TCU's yeah. watching, huh? And you said, this is something you picked up on last year at JSU, the other teams watching you guys. There's, there's no doubt about it, man. You know, when, when you have access to a program like Coach Prime has afforded the pregame show or reached the people or well-off media, you know, you reach a point in the season where you kind of have to pull back because you know the other folks are watching. Right. And so it's no, it's, you know, it's cool for the personality pieces in the locker room and that kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, you're not going to be sitting there watching the view from behind the huddle and, and scripted play. So some folks will sit there and say, like, oh, man, the, the content was falling off. Well, 
you know, once we get two or three games in, right. you know, you'll get game footage, but the practice footage, you know, starts to relax some because now you're in specific preparation mode. And, and I can tell you from experience, you know, having been with the team, a coach prime team, three seasons, you know, at Jackson State, yes, indeed, the people from around the conference watch the content. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm not talking about fan bases. I mean, like, coaching staff bases. They mm -hmm. watch the content. Yeah. You know, whether they're looking for bulletin board material, which you don't want to give anybody, or looking uh, looking for, you know, a, a play call or a lineup or, you know, some guy's breakaway speed, what have you. You know, the, the world is literally watching, man, and they're watching yeah. because they want a competitive advantage because ain't a person in the world that doesn't want to beat Deion Sanders when they go up against him. Right. And that's just – the fact of life. Yeah. Uh, so you you start to get to a place where it's like, okay, you know that part of the story you're telling is diminished, and it gets to football time. You'll see football on Saturday afternoon, Saturday mornings. Yep. Love it, man. Uh, shout out to doubly best twin mommy. Shout out both. Shout out both of us. Hey, man. You know we're loved. We are loved. Yeah. Appreciate I'm like you Ryan, who's not here. He's not loved. <laughs> Yeah, he abandoned you guys. Yeah, I'm just well. kidding. Don't tell no, me. no. Let me tell you, fans. He had the option to be here today, and he chose not to. He could easily be right here, live via satellite. He said, "Nope, you know, screw the fans. I don't care." Tell him I said it. He didn't think I was going to tell him. So y'all get in that inbox, man. DM, tell Ryan. You know, just give him the appropriate emoji. He did say on Saturday that. Um he was uh, going to feel like he was missing out on stuff, but then you brought up the jokes and how he's going to be the butt of it all. I, did, I did say that. <laughs> like, and it, it comes with the territory, it, man. You never want to be the guy to miss. <laughs> no. Because it's all on you then. I'll, I'll tell you what. He's been texting me asking about Chance Main and this D-line and stuff too. So he's, he <laughs> he's, may be he's in Ecuador. Engaged. <laughs> yeah, he may be in Ecuador. His mind is right here, though. Well, until I get my uh, Equator Challenge, RK... <laughs> I have nothing to say to you. And you know what the challenge is. Go to the text group. I need that by tomorrow oh, at noon. Man. Use your imagination there, chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, questions. What do we got today? Uh, Gerard, what will Pat Schirmer's impact on this team be? Uh, as an analyst, he's supposed to be helping out the coaches. Do you have anything to add? Uh, you know, let me tell you this, man. And this is a global generalization. When you look at Pat Schirmer's experience... Uh, having him in the building, mm -hmm. you can't put a measuring stick on the impact that that has. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, there are people who walk through the building like a T.O. and current players know who that is. Mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't take long for them to talk to a Pat Shermer or pick up their phone and Google him and go like, oh, my God, I need to listen to this guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, he has been there, done that when it relates to ball. Uh, and so, you know, we're doing a sit down with him on the pregame show, which you guys will be able to check out. But he is a phenomenal, calming spirit, personality, good guy, and he knows what offense and football is supposed to look like, man. What a pickup by Coach Prime to get that kind of mentality in the building as far as X's and O's goes. This coaching staff, man, it's just so impressive. You know, you almost kind of take it for granted some days. You yeah. got to look back and just realize how – experienced and just seasoned this coaching staff is. I mean, if there's any coaching staff to get a team full of transfer portal guys to get to gel together and to get all on one page, it's this coaching staff, I feel like. And it's group by group, man. You know, it's it's not a lot of drop-off anywhere. You know, because Coach Prime has told those guys, like, I don't need people coming to play 
coming to play for Colorado just to play for Deion Sanders. I need guys coming to play for Colorado because of their position coach. Mm-hmm. You know, so get to know your players. Let them get to know you so they can spread the word of what an impact you have. And, you know, just second ago, I talked about Tim Brewster, Coach Brew. I mean, you know, <laughs> when Antonio Gates goes into Canton, he's going to talk about the impact yep. that Coach Brew had on him. Yep. You know, when Kyle Pitts continues to have all the success he's having, he's going to talk about how Coach Brew was brought into Florida to coach me, mm-hmm. you know, because they had a generational talent and you needed a coach who could harness that and get the most out of it. And you can go around the staff rooms, Coach Hart in his linebacker room, Nick Williams in his defensive ends, Coach Brett in his receivers, Coach Kevin Mathis who played in the NFL in his secondary, on and on and on and on. And then when you get up to the coordinator's position, the head coaches, it's even more success. Yep. It's amazing, man. Who's, uh, who's next? Alley three? How long do you think it'll take for CU to score their first touchdown in a TCU game? The goal is to score it the first time we have the ball. <laughs> Let's go, <laughs> man. The, so I believe in goals, and I believe the goals are going to be realized. So we get the ball first, we score first. Just you know, going back, and I haven't watched your, uh, JSU from last year in a few months now, but just going off of memory, man, I love how aggressive, and we talked about this when RK was here, I love how aggressive Coach Prime is as a head yeah. coach. Yes. And he is literally trying to go for seven every single time his offense steps out there. Yes. And I, I love that mentality. Man. Yes. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the challenges for a, a coach prime and, and when you talk about the football handbook, you know, what are you supposed to do in this situation? Yeah. Is now having a guy that can kick his sixty, mm-hmm. you know, with the mentality of a coach that says still go for it on fourth right. down. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. But there's nothing like having a coach that can make tough calls, doesn't mind and believes in his team that can be successful, but also has the equipment and the tools in the toolbox for either play to be successful. So I believe Shadour can convert a fourth and seven just as much as I believe Mata can make this 47-yard field goal. And so what that does to the other side of the field, the defense and their coaches, you don't know what we're going to do. Because we could do either. Like we could give this to Dylan Edwards, he can run it, we could pass it, we could go for the field goal, and all could be successful. That's, that's just another takeaway I've, I've learned from Coach Prime is just how multiple he's tried to make this team in yeah. all facets. Like, shoot, look at special teams. We have two kickers who are vi- uh, viable. We got one with a boot, and you got one who's extremely accurate who's been doing it for already mm-hmm. a season. Um, you look at the offense. You talk about Dylan, how versatile he is. You know, Shador can run. How Obviously, Travis is the most versatile guy on the team. You know what I mean? So just that's so hard to defend when you have so many guys who can fill so many different roles. Yeah, man. I love it. It's exciting. I'm looking so. forward to it. So to that question, it will be when we get the ball. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Uh, what's up, Angela? How you doing? Does TCU have a wide receiver that deserves Travis's attention, or will Travis get more reps on offense versus TCU? You know, uh, we'll get into TCU next week as far as, you know, the game plan and specifics in the pregame show for yes. the first game of the season. But as far as Travis goes – I think you saw this spring and this summer fall camp. He spent a lot of time on offense mm-hmm. because that's where the learning curve was. He's talented enough uh, physically and mentally. He can kind of roll out of bed and, and play defense. I, I think the balance, maybe one game or other may be skewed, but across the season it's going to be pretty balanced as far as his time on both sides of the ball. Uh, but to – generalization about TC's receivers, they're going to get all of our attention. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not going to give up anything for one player or another. They're going to get full attention for every defender that's out there. 
So just looking through the stats right now, I think the leading returning receiver on TCU is Savion Williams. He only had 29 receptions for 392 yards and four touchdowns last year. Uh, Jojo Earl is a guy, too, I think transferred in. He's going to have an impact. So um, I think TCU, they've got uh, the corner we talked about yesterday. So honestly, I think uh, that's going to be a more intriguing battle for Travis is on offense against TCU going up against that cornerback as opposed yeah. to he's going to lock down these receivers, man. I mean, let me give you a shout out. Not only your excellent content stats and figures, there's a faint whisper of juveniles back back that ass up coming from the bar, <laughs> and you you haven't got up and twerked one time. You know I know the mics aren't picking it up, but I know you hear it like do. right downstairs. Back that ass yep. up is playing, and you've been going to like TCU's receivers without any thrusting of the hips. Hey man, shout out to you for working over twerking, man. All work, brother. You know how it is. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, Gerard again. Says he needs your hat. Where can you cop that? Is that Team Store? Team Store, man. Yep. Team Store. The camo, man. I love it. I love it. Coach Hart, you know, had his on today. Yeah, he did. And I didn't realize that I had mine on. Mm-hmm. And I was about to accuse him. You know, it's like when you can't find a remote control. <laughs> you're like, yeah. man, you're sitting on it. Like, man, is that my hat? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I love Coach Hart, by the way. I just saw oh, him walking man. in the hallway. Just say, hey, what's up? He comes over, talks to me real quick, fist bump. Like personality off the chains, awesome, man. man. And you talk about a knowledge of linebacker and where the position is supposed to be and po- supposed to play, and got guys like uh, Bentley out there, yeah. who almost had an interception today, man. Went, yeah, almost had an interception. So he was he read it perfectly and just got through his hands. And of course, when he got to the sideline, they gave him the business. And said, "Well, now we know why you play defense, <laughs> not offense." <laughs> but he's like, <laughs> so he said it won't happen in a real game. I yeah. catch it then, but but. Coach Hart, man, phenomenal coaching IQ. Uh, I believe is one of the greatest teachers of the how and why you're supposed to do what as it relates to that position. Because, you know, that, that linebacker, man, it's, it sets the tone. Yeah, you know, It sets the stage for what the defense is about to do. Yep. The uh, <laughs> juvenile would make anyone act up. And it didn't make Jack. I'm telling you, man. Hey, man. I've been over here, like, you know, just kind of tapping or whatever. Jake has been like, no, I'm on the air. I am working, not twerking. You, I'm can, level. you can play all the juvenile you want to. I'm not moving. I, uh, Tyler Brown said, or, or Tyler Brown in the comments, he said I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not uncomfortable. I promise. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, Joshua. <laughs> Dylan has been going crazy. Is he out uh, working the vets, smoking Hank? Um, I don't think so. I don't think it's. I don't yeah. think you can measure it as far as the outwork because, as we talked about earlier in the show, it's a different run style. Right. You know, exactly. uh, a smoke and Hank do not necessarily have it Dylan's speed, mm-hmm. uh, but Dylan doesn't have their body weight and their mass yes. and that thump ability that they possess. So, right. you know, it's it's just which way you want to cut it if it's. Third and ten, and you want to keep a back end that could pro- possibly break one fifteen yards, or it's third and one, and you need somebody's going to you know, lower the shoulders. But outwork all the guys are are working and getting the max out of their bodies and their running style. So I wouldn't call yeah. it outworking. Uh, I would call it that he he's just hell. He's faster. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I agree, man. It's just different roles for uh, every back, and that's what makes this backfield so intriguing, so yeah. great. Honestly, it's almost like me, you, and RK, man. What you want, you know? We got any style you want in the bag. Yeah. Like you got a guy who can hear juvenile and not twerk. (laughs) And you got one who disappears right during the middle of fall camp. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to my guy, Warren. Warren, I think you super chatted this on uh, Saturday, and I'm sorry we didn't get to answer it live. If the Big 12 has protected games, what schools should CU play every year? 
I'm uh, gonna lean toward you, yeah, because you got the the history of the conference. Yeah, I will say this before I toss it to you. Uh huh. To have our head coach, as in Coach Prime. Yes. The more we can play in Texas and Florida, mm-hmm. like let, let's go there a lot. Yep. Let's uh, recruit. I agree. So I would definitely throw in, you know, the old uh, Big 12 or the schools who have stayed in the Big 12 a while, you know, gotcha. your TCUs, uh, your Texas Techs. Sure, you can throw Houston in there. But I think, you know, with CU coming back to the Big 12, it's having that uh, those traditions back intact and kind of uh, rejuvenating some of those rivalries. Like Absolutely. That. Even though, you know, Nebraska was their big rival when they were in the Big 12 uh, before, um, just being able to play teams that you have history against. You yeah. know? So I definitely And, throw and personality. Those. You know, juxtaposition. You look sure. at Oklahoma State. Yes. Oh, know. for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd throw them in there. I'd throw Kansas State in there. Uh, I'd throw Iowa State in there. I think that if CU has to pick protected rivals, I think they would go for some of those teams. But, you know, to to your point, Texas, any school in Texas would be great. If it's UCF, that's a hell of a trip. But, man, that's a backdoor into the hotbed. It's a trip you want to make. Yeah. Yeah, it's a trip you want to make. And, you know, I, I shout her out, my daughter, Alexis, Pizza Girl yeah. Lex. Who does a lot of our video and editing stuff is sitting over there chilling out. Uh, still, she's still working though, not twerking. Yeah, of course. But you know, she was asking about the new conference for next year, and I, I sent her a photo, a map of where all the schools are, and it's it's, you know, you could just see where there is some successful recruiting with the opportunity oh, to yeah. play multiple times in those football hotbeds. Oh yeah, game changing, man. Yep. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, we're getting serious here. Frank Uh-oh. says, Jake, serious question. How does it feel going from literally starting the CU beat last year to this time uh, to now have the most views on the DMBR channel with the Buffs podcast? The prime effect is real. Man, the, the past year has been incredible, honestly. Um, and you've been on a year. Yeah, we're, yeah. We've, we're finally you past hit, a year. You hit your anniversary. Yeah, we made yeah. it. Um, and honestly, dude, I'm still just happy to be here. I'm happy to be here at DMBR. I'm happy that I get to go up to Boulder and just be around the team every day. Like, and me. And of course, Neely, like yeah. being able to work with you, man, and just no, just be around me. Oh, I mean, I'm going to work on your talking points for you. Don't <laughs> worry, you, you keep going. I get you ready for next. Year. Um, it's just been awesome, man, and you know, you guys have been great too, and you're part of the reason why we have so many viewers. So absolutely, uh, just thank you, man. Thank yeah, you. Shout guys out for to your around. one year anniversary, man. Thanks, man. It I happened like it. the other day, this past week. Right? Uh, yeah, last week. Yeah. Yep. Crazy how uh, fast time flies, man. It's crazy how you saw that fist bump when it was about you, but didn't see mine earlier. Just <laughs> I, observation. I mean, man, I got to pay the... RK would never. Shout out to RK who never leaves me hanging. <laughs> I got to pay the bills, bro. When right. I'm in an ad read, right, I, go I, I got to right. get it out. I'm sorry. Uh, Star Capital. What is Tyler Brown's status with the NCAA? I don't think we have an update on this. I don't. Yep. No, I don't. You don't? I don't, so. Mm-mm. Uh, Bobby, what player that doesn't get much attention... Uh, what player that don't get much attention that could be a standout this year? Uh, 55, Payne, defensive line. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that people are going to be surprised. People are going to – no diss. You know Shane Cox is my guy. When 99 makes a play mm-hmm. on D-line, people are going to applaud it, but they're also going to go like, yeah, that was going to happen. Right. He's the guy. I think Payne is going to surprise some people. Uh, I think Mann is going to surprise some people. You know, and like I, I've said before, as much as we talk about Dylan Edwards, you ain't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. When you see that speed, yep. it's going to be like, oh, my God. Uh, Hankerson's been a guy I've mentioned a lot yeah. when this topic comes up. I'll throw out Roderick Ward, though, man. That's a good one. I thought he really impressed me on Saturday. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, let's do just a few more here. Uh, Chase, curious about J.J. Hawkins. Any news, good or bad? Uh, he was in practice today. Yeah. 
I saw him walking up right before uh, media. Yeah, I think all is well. Yeah. Uh, what's up with Brandon Gaunt? I uh, haven't seen him, much of him at all. Actually, haven't seen him at all. What can you tell us about Brandon? You know, man, it, it's it always. I'm, I'm going to answer this in a, in a roundabout <laughs> way. You know, a lot of folks will base something being wrong because they haven't seen a guy on Reach to People in a while or hadn't seen a guy on Well Off Media or the pregame show. And even with those three uh, internal camera sources, man, you're talking about 120 people. Yeah. And then you add in the coaching staffs and, and you're like, you ain't going to see everybody every day, every week. And it doesn't mean something's wrong with them. Right. You know, it's just it's, it's hard to get everybody in. Yep. Uh, Julian, what do you think about this, Neely? I talked about this on a show we did Friday. Do you think there will be a Heisman candidate at CU this season? I, I hope so. I hope that the numbers when you start getting to week four, five, and six are that where people are in the conversation. But I will say this about this team. It ain't something they're talking about. Yeah. Like, they're talking about team stuff, man. They, you don't find a player – you, you rarely even see when a Travis Hunter gets mentioned as a preseason All-American, and you don't even see him retreated. Right. Like, these guys yeah. are not even remotely talking about individual, you know, awards. Of course, I would love to see, and I believe that Shadour has the capacity to put up numbers that put him in a Heisman conversation by the time you get midway of the season. But I will also say Shadour ain't sitting around talking about Heisman numbers. He's talking about winning football games. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's individual rewards and awards are not what this team is about. Yep. Love it, man. Team first mentality. Mm -hmm. Full stop. Uh, Eric, our guy, what's up, man? What do you think, or why do you think Colorado has so many doubters? Uh, you have twofold. You have the record, which is 1-11. Of course. And you have, you know, Coach Prime haters. Of course. <laughs> and when they get married, yep. you produce a baby <laughs> of doubt. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was poetic. Uh, hey, man, I'm a poetic well guy, man. Well done. Yeah, I just think I think that's why you have so many. <laughs> um, I mean, it's no surprise, man. Coach Prime's kind of dealt with this his whole life. He yeah. was he's he's a confident, successful black man, and people just they get on him for that sometimes, yeah. and it's yeah, and it ain't changing. No. Yeah, he's gonna be confident just as long as he's gonna be black. And yes, that's forever. sir. Yes, sir. Um, Sean, what's up, man? Unc, did I hear that you're going to be doing something with Saucy Southern? Um, hey, you know, aren't we? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who, I don't know who leaked it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he knows that either. Hey, honestly. Hey, Sean Camp, man, look at you, <laughs> the inside scoop. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. You need to get Sean up here now that RK's gone. Yeah. Like, he's got he's got the deets, man. Hey, Sean will be out here next week. Uh, he's going to be flying out with us on our TCU trip. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. He's a good guy, man. I yeah. mean. Look at the beard. You I never know. go wrong with a beard with a touch of gray. I love him. All right, last one. Uh, Eric Cotton now. Why does everyone question the depth on this team? Uh, you know, legit question. I don't, I don't think that as we just characterize the doubters and the haters in the record, I, again, man, I don't care if, if you are University of Georgia or Philadelphia Eagles, Denver Broncos, or Coach Prime's Colorado Buffs. It ain't the coach in America don't want more depth. You know, everything that you've got good, you want more of it. Right. And this is our, our first year, you know, uh, totally flipping the roster percentage-wise was, what, about 85% flip? Mm -hmm. You know, so these are a bunch of guys who haven't played together, and you want more of, of what you got. So I think depth, particularly at offensive line, defensive line, are always issues on any team 
you know, not just a coach prime rebuilt Colorado team. Yep. Um, I'll just say a lot of it's, I think, lazy analysis, though. I think people see how many players were out, how many players are in, and that's all they look at. Yeah. They don't look past it. They don't look at what we've been doing all summer, mm -hmm. breaking down where these players have ended up, what they actually did on the field, where these players are coming from, yeah. and most importantly, what they can do on the field. And, and as much as I will talk about wishing more depth on the offensive line, right. you got to have to acknowledge in this same program Look at the depth on running backs. Look at the depth in the receiver room, the depth in the secondary, the depth at linebacker. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a team that has talent behind talent. For sure. It's not just the ones and we drop off. For sure, man. All right, Unc, that was it. Third fist bump? Third fist bump. We crushed I, it, brother. I think we did crush it. And we crushed it without RK, which means we can win without Ryan, <laughs> which means Ooh. if we can win without Ryan – why do we have Ryan? Oh, my God. Next episode, we're going <laughs> to dig deep into why do we need Ryan. Okay, I love you, brother. <laughs> love um, you too, man. I need my equator challenge or you aren't there. <laughs> if I don't get my challenge, you're not really there. Hey, if you, uh, if you see us uh, out here in Denver, if you meet up with us in Fort Worth, ask Neely what the equator challenge yeah, is, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll get all the details. <laughs> Uh, Unc, you were phenomenal, man. Thanks, hey, man. brother. We had a great couple days, and you know, see you at practice. Yeah. Uh, next few days, and we'll do this again. You know, as much as we can, as often as we can, because the season is almost here, and then we're yes. gonna be doing it a lot, man. A ton, man. I can't, I, man. I can't wait. We're. Yeah. What What did it say in the facility? I think tomorrow's under ten. Today's ten yeah, days well, left. Yeah, eleven days or something should be. <sighs> yeah, eleven days. Getting that much closer, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming down, brother. No, man, um, no, thank you for coming down. Of I'm course. home. Yeah, and yeah. then um, we'll be uh, you, we'll make this happen again on Thursday, right? Let's do it. All righty, man. Skull buffs. Skull buffs.